Welcome to the Cedar House Church Sermon of the Week. Our desire is to remain in God's presence, explore His passions, and supply tools that serve and inspire our city. Make marriages strong. And so this is just the beginning of, you know, marriage stuff that we'll be doing. We will pour into that. Because I see the enemy, one thing he attacks most is marriage. If he can break that, then he has a full stool in a lot of things. It not only affects the couples, it affects the children, it affects, it affects a lot of people. So we are going to work hard. And seek God to keep things uh, going. Shall we pray? Father, we are grateful. Your presence is awesome. You are worthy of it all. Worthy of it all. What can we say for all the goodness and mercy that you've shown to us? There is none like you, Jesus. <laughs> Yeshua HaMashiach. <laughs> Yeshua HaMashiach. <laughs> we adore you. Thank you for your sacrifice on the cross for us. Thank you that you are seated at the right hand side of the Most High God. Interceding for your children. We are very grateful to you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. There are a lot of, uh, you know, generous, great men of God that I admire. That God really used them mightily, even in their shortcomings. God moved mightily on their lives. And they did, in their days, they did great exploits for him. Their weaknesses could not prevent what God wanted to do in their lives. A lot of times, that's what the enemy does. He will remind you of your weakness. And when he does that, his goal is to make you not see past that, to see what God has for you what you can accomplish in his name. There's one man in particular that I, I want to say a little bit about, John G. Lake. John G. Lake was a missionary to South Africa. You know, he was born in Canada, but this man um, suffered very well as a kid. He became successful in life, but his childhood was placed with sicknesses, you know, diseased family members, you know. That's, he had uh, about 16, 17, uh, eight, uh, 18 uh, siblings, and then they said eight of them died of diseases suddenly, and so it crushed him. And thinking about it, <laughs> It was like, well, I am a sickly child. I'm very sick. 
and I have these siblings died, that means it is going to probably be my turn too. And so he was, in a way, angry, right? <laughs> angry, <laughs> what is going on with, with, with the family? He had rheumatism, and um, one day he went to a healing ministry of Alexander Dow, Dowie. And this man had a great healing ministry. And through that healing ministry, he was healed of that rheumatism. And so it became like something burning inside him. God has the power to heal, right? So not long, he got married, and then his wife had uh, tuberculosis. And the wife was at a bed, you know, just ready to die. Having gone through all these sicknesses with the family and members, you know, family members died. He became bitter, angry. What is going on? You know, sometimes the, the, the question we ask is, why me? Why? Why this? Why that? And so he had that mindset. So if you read a little bit about his history, he said he got angry. He picked his Bible and just threw the Bible away. If they said, God, why all this stuff? And when he threw the Bible away, it opened to a scripture about the healing power of God. <laughs> what God is able to do. You know, so he picked it up. And immediately something was stirred up in him. And then he called Alexander Dowie. My wife is sick, about to die. Can you do something? So they prayed, and God healed the wife. Yes. And that stirred something in him, and he felt the call of God. So he moved to South Africa with his wife, sold everything, you know, um, and, and moved. I'm just saying this to bring your mind to something that, you know, sometimes there are things going on in life. But God can work past those things yes. to bring us to where he wants us to be. This morning, what I'm going to talk about is flames of fire. Woo. Flames of fire. <laughs> These people were on fire for God. So we'll be reading a few scriptures. You know, I will try not to talk long because I didn't even want to speak after all this. <laughs> You see, but I just wanted to bring some little encouragement, you know, some little stirring of your heart, of your mind, of your spirit, so your inner man, you know, can understand that, hey, I am a child of God. And if these people were children of God and he used them mightily, then he can also use me the way he wants to. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 7. Hebrews 1, 7. In speaking of the angels, he says, He makes his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. His servants flames of fire. Now, when we think of this, somebody's probably thinking, Well, 
Is it somebody else that he's talking about? No, it's you and me sitting here. He makes them flames of fire. Uh, there are some Hebrew words. I try not to speak those because I don't even know how to say those Hebrew words. But, you know, one of them is to be ignited. You know, uh, to be ignited. Uh, another, you know, for fire is blaze. <laughs> you know, and then another is burning. Burning. So when you think about fire, fire, in the natural, you see, in some cultures, fire means different things, represent, it's symbolic of several things. You know, some culture is wisdom. You know, other cultures is knowledge. Naturally, people have, you know, ways of seeing fire. If you had lived in California, or other places, you always, you know, let's even say you don't live there, but you look, you know, you watch the news. A lot of times you hear about fire. Or you see, and you're just sitting there, wow. Look at, look at how it is moving. Even with all this stuff that they are trying to put on it to stop it. Nothing is stopping it. The fire is just moving things, destroying everything that is in its way. So, you see, fire has a lot of properties, you naturally. It is also refining, right? It refines things. And so, you can put gold in fire, and it might, it, it, the, the heat will purify it <laughs> and, and, and take the impurities out. So, fire is very important. Uh, it is very destructive, at the same time, important. <clears throat> But today, I'm not talking about that natural fire, okay? I'm talking about a fire that comes from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> fire that comes from Jesus. That when it comes on you, everything around you that is not worthy of him is burned away. It's destroyed. Like fire, you know, starting the fire and it destroying things. Everything that is not worthy, it, it, it gets destroyed. You see, in the olden days, I would just try to bring some things, you know, uh, in uh, Hebrews' time, you know, Moses' time, and when God was speaking to them about some things. The intensity of fire intensity is such that if you are not careful, it could cause a lot of damage. Let me say a little bit about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> when you read the Bible, it says that those people that were taking them in there, what happened to them? They died. Why? The heat, the flame just burned them. But those people didn't burn. Why? Because God's spirit was like fire in them, shielding them from that natural fire. And so he said he makes his servants flame of fire. Us. He makes us fire. Now, I talked about these people that God used. Because of the fire on their lives, everything around them seemed like it was foolish. For instance, John G. Lake 
when he was going to South Africa, he didn't have any money, okay? Nothing. So through immigration, as he was standing there not knowing what to tell them so he can go through, somebody comes, tapped his shoulder and said, look, God is saying I should give you $200. That person was just in line. Okay? Then, right there, another person came and said, who is, who is John G. Lake? <laughs> Nobody knew about, you know, him. She said, uh, he said, I am the one. He said, well, God spoke to me last night at my house. I should give it to you for you to live in there with your family. See, God was preparing him for something. There was something that God was stirring in him, even though him being, you know, sick and all this stuff, the future was going to be great. And so the enemy has to find ways to bring him down. You also hear that there was a disease, some kind of disease that was, was killing a lot of people, a lot of people. But then, the dead bodies were piling up so that people were afraid that if I even touch this dead body, I'm going to also get sick. But this man, with the fire of God burning in him, knowing that he has called me for great things, he went and started burying the dead bodies. And so the people were scared. Why? What is going on? He's going to get sick. He's going to die. He said, no, I'm not going to die. But what happened was, he said, y'all take some of this, you know, whatever, fluid, whatever, and put it on my skin. And let's see if it's going to, <laughs> I'm going to die. They put it there and it burned everything. His hand was just intact. Nothing happened. Everything is destroyed. See, that is what God did through him. He was on fire. The zeal of God was on him. And nothing could stop him. You know, I've been praying to God. He was talking about Pentecost, right? That all of a sudden, something came on them and fire. Like tongues on them. And people were around Talking about what is going on. Are they losing their mind? <laughs> this is what I'm praying for for this church. We'll be doing some things that people will ask. What is going on with them? What does fire do? Cause destruction. When it's causing destruction. Things that are not worthy of God. That fire can destroy it. So I am praying that we will come to a place where that fire will be in us so much that, you know, we cannot contain ourselves. And that the world will see and, and think, are they losing their mind? Those of you who were here last week, I was just standing here and I'm like, what, Kwame, what are you doing? What is going on here? But we had to do what God wanted us to do, right? People were running. <laughs> yelling, jumping, uh, dancing, doing all this. Those who are not used to that will probably stand there and say, what is going on with these people? But that was fire. Before we can have this fire, there has to be a burning at the altar. 
during the time of Israel, Israel, God did something. He, most of the times he showed himself by what? Fire. But before the fire could come, there was a sacrifice and the altar. So you see, unless we become sacrifice on the altar, we cannot have the burning coming. And so our life has to be like a sacrifice on the altar. So we will read, you know, some scriptures and see what, what uh, I'm talking about here. Exodus chapter 3, verse 2 to 4. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about this to Moses. See, now Moses was tending the flock of his father, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up? When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. I said... Unless we become an altar, we become a sacrifice, we cannot experience that fire. When you read this, there was something that drove Moses. He saw the fire. And when he saw it, he was curious. He wanted to see what was going on. You know, there has to be that yearning inside us to want to want the fire, for the fire to come. If there's not that yearning inside her to experience that fire, it will not come. When Moses saw that curiosity, I want to see what is there. So he walked towards it. You know, there's so much that God has for us. But unless we have that zeal, the yearning, the thirst to want to go after it, we cannot receive it. So it's my prayer that as we sit here, we will have that yearning inside us. That I know you, but I want more than what I have. I know you, but I want to get more than this. You talk about the life of Paul. How mightily God used him. And he still said, I want to know you. And the power at your name. I'm counting everything as nothing. But this is a man that God was using, and yet he realized that there is more to what I have. There is more. So that yearning inside him was drawing him to God. I want it. Give it to me. I want it. He said he makes his angels flame, his servants flames of fire. So that means that is what he does. He has already done it. So it is up to us to say, yes, you have done it. Then let me have it. You want it? I want it. It's your will that I have it, so let me have it. He makes them. He makes those servants flames of fire. 
Flames burn. Aaron, God used him mightily. He had to do several offerings. Leviticus chapter 9 verse 22 to 24. Leviticus. And Aaron lifted his hands towards the people and blessed them. And having sacrificed the sin offering, the burnt offering, and the fellowship offering, he stepped down. Moses and Aaron then went into the tent of the meeting. When they came out, they blessed the people and the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people fire you see that fire came out from the presence of the lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat portion on the altar and when all the people saw it they shouted for joy and fell down on their face fire was what came down before the fire came down what happened aaron had to do some what sacrifices and this is what a lot of time we christians we don't want to do we want the fire to come but what goes into it what is our prayer life our bible reading our intimacy with god what is it do we just go to him in times of emergency or it's a lifestyle it's everything that I do. When I wake up, that is my life. Intimacy, to get to know him, to walk with him, to want that fire. Is it what I want? Or it's just, you know, today there's an emergency. Here I come, Jesus. Just help me today. Thank you for helping me. I'm just going to go about my business. When there's another emergency, I am here. Help me. Or is it God? This is the life that I want. The scripture says, in you I move and live and have my being. Therefore, that fire that is yours, I want it to be with me every day. Moses, Aaron did sin sacrifice. The Bible said that he put that calf on there for himself, sin. So, he went before the altar in his life, he had to atone for his sins. You know, when we are not living for God, we will not be able to experience that fire. When there are some things in our life that is not worthy of him, it will be hard for that fire to come. So there has to be some purification. Right? All right. He did the burnt offering and then also the fellowship offering. Now, the fellowship offering was for the people to draw them to God, for them to have intimacy with God. Okay, so he did all this on the altar of sacrifice. Then when you read it, it says the glory of the Lord showed up in the form of what? Fire. His presence came. So it is my prayer that we will experience this fire. That glory will be with us. The burning, the yearning that we will experience it as he's saying he makes his servants flames of fire. So that fire stir us. 
that our prayer life not just become just praying for anything, but also it becomes a lifestyle, something we do, something we enjoy, something we work with. That our church will not just be coming to sing, sing, but to experience the power that comes from him. That our worship is not just 30 minutes, I am here singing and dancing and then go home. No, it becomes a lifestyle, worship, that every time I am out of my bed, I bring it myself as a sacrifice of worship to him. That is what God desires. Now, it is my prayer that we become that. And I've been seeking God. I want everything you have for me. I want everything. Let that fire burn inside me. Elijah did that. He told them, how long would you waver between, you know, two gods? If my God is a God, that answers by fire, we would know. And the Bible said when everything was done with the prophets, they didn't experience anything but him. After he prayed, fire came down. The altar, the sacrifice, his life became that. And so fire came. Let's learn to bring our life to him as a sacrifice. If our life is not to him like that on the altar, it will not happen. John G. Lake was a man that walked like that. There are countless of people. John Wesley, the guy that started Methodist, Methodism, you know, he was so on fire for God that his ministers will walk miles. You know, those what they call local preachers will walk nights to just go and preach and then walk back so they can go to work the next day. Miles, because the zeal of the Lord was so much that nothing matters to them but God. Nothing matters to them but God. If our mindset is not like that, that nothing matters but him, we will not experience that burning, that yearning. Jesus says something. You remember in the New Testament, that fire, you know, is equated to uh, zeal. Zeal. Jesus went to the temple and they were, you know, selling stuff, changing money and doing all Yes. And he went, and what did he do? Turned the tables, kicked everybody out. And when you read scripture, he said, the zeal of my father's house burns me. The zeal of my father's house. Why? Jesus, the fire that was inside him, destroyed those things that, was, that, that were not worthy of him. So when we become, when we have this zeal in us, it destroys things. It destroys, it breaks bondages. It causes us to walk in his fullness. Flames of fire. Flames of fire. I pray that God will make us that. 
as he has said, we have to go to him. Tell him, God, I want this. You have said it. I didn't say it. You said this. Your servants are flames of fire. And so I want to be that. Grant that unto me in your mercy, in your goodness. Let me have it. You know, we live in a day and age where Christianity is being looked down upon, right? People mock, oh, I'm a Christian. And sometimes you say things and it's like, what, what, what is going on with him? <laughs> but when you look at the time when the Spirit of God came on them, he told them to stay. And after they stayed and the fire came on them, Nothing stopped them. They were like fire. They went everywhere preaching the gospel. Even they did not regard their life as important to them. We get so comfortable, especially at this place that we live, this Western world. I am part of it, so don't say because he's from Africa. He's talking about people in America. No, I live here half of my life. So it is easy too. We get so comfortable to... Every day, then what is going on? And our lives is not <laughs> like sacrifice to God. You read Romans, it talks about present your life as a sacrifice unto God and do not conform to the standard of what? This world. But let your life be like a living sacrifice. What is he saying? Let's, let's come before him, let's put ourselves on the altar. Let's say nothing is important. Let's burn everything that is not him. And let's invite him to do what he wants to do. We have to understand that we can only achieve this if we have the yearning. We are supposed to have absolute power and authority over all the works of the devil. So when we are afraid of these things, then the fire of God is not burning. Because wherever we go, demons have to tremble. Because the Bible's demons tremble at the sound of what? The name of Jesus. So if he is living in us, and his fire is burning in us. Wherever we go, they have to tremble. May we become like uh, flames of fire. Can we be on the feet, Shane? Yeah, I said we would just leave this time. So can we, we will talk about this some other time. I want you to go before God. Uh, we are going to do a lot of worship here. Just two minutes. Just take your heart to God. And talk to him. There was a yearning. Jesus said, all that are thirsty... Come unto me. (laughs) 
You see, I pray that our life will be dominated by faith and not by selfish ambitions. Not by selfish ambitions <laughs> or desires, but dominated by faith. That everything that we do will not be <laughs> to receive glory or to receive accolades. But that Jesus will get that glory. Can you tell him something? <laughs> Paul said that I may know him and the power in his name. Fire in the Old Testament to symbolizes the presence of God. So anytime that fire came, it showed them. They recognized that the presence was there with them. Do you remember the Bible says that as they were walking, the Israelites, God will come to them like a pillar of cloud. <laughs> and then fire too. That was his presence with them. And anytime they did the altar, altar, the sacrifice in the tabernacle, his fire will come down. Showing who he is. John 7, 37 says, If anyone thirsts, let him come. <laughs> right? So why don't you tell him that, Lord, I want it. You have it. Give it to me. I want that yearning. I want the zeal. I want to know it. That inside me nothing matters. That my inner man is strengthened with might. That even when something is going on that is contrary to your word, I will not be moved by it. But I'll be moved by your word. Unless we become an offering on the altar, we will not experience the flame of fire. I always pray that this place will be a place <laughs> we are on fire for God. That when you walk in, you experience the presence. That you experience the burning, <laughs> the yearning. That you put Jesus above everything else.
We are to be full of God's zeal and anointing of the Spirit that nothing can stand before in our way of accomplishing great things for Him. Do you want the fire? Do you want the fire? Do you want the fire? <laughs> Jesus. These are your people. These are your people, Lord. We want to acquire the fire. Visit cedarhousechurch.com.